0: So today we start our diverse series where we're going to take the next four weeks to be able to hear from some different voices who are a part of our Brooklyn Park family and to be able to hear a bit about their journeys and how they've ended up with us, uh, some of the things that they miss about home and the places that they've come from, um, and also to be able to learn from them about what it looks like for us to be a church that does welcome people who come from all different parts of the world. Uh, And so one question might be why are we doing this series, why do we need to do this, and And one of the reasons that I felt like this was an important thing for us to focus on is we've been talking a lot this year about the changing dynamics in the community around us. And in the 2016 census, in Brooklyn Park, just the suburb of Brooklyn Park, 43% of the people who filled out the survey weren't born in Australia. So just let that hit you, 43%, nearly half the people around us came from other places and weren't born here. And so it's really, really important for us to continue to think about and process what it looks like for us to be a place where people can come from other parts of the world and find a sense of home. Because as I'm sure we're going to hear through this series, one of the big challenges about moving to another country, and we certainly experienced this when we went to Canada, is that you are away from all of your support networks. All of your family, all of your friends, all of the things that are kind of normal, you don't have anymore. And so having a church family around you, a group of people who can support you and encourage you and uh, who can just help you have a sense of we've got a support network around us uh, can be a really, really important thing. And so we want to continue to understand what it looks like for us to be able to do that. Part of it is also because uh, we probably take it for granted a little bit how diverse we are as a church family, Um, and we're not a massive church, but it is amazing, given how many people we have, how many different places that we come from. We're going to highlight specifically four groups of people, uh, but there are a number of others that we could have share as well. And so diversity is kind of in the mix of who we are as a church, and it has been for a fair while. But that's not necessarily normal in Adelaide and sadly a lot of churches don't have very much diversity in them at all. They're very monochrome and so we want to continue to say this is a great thing that we've got here and we want to continue to hold that up as a value for us. What does it look like for us to learn from people who are coming from different places and have them as a part of our community together? The other reason why it's helpful, and this is why we looked at the reading that we looked at today, is because this is also a snapshot of what eternity is going to be like for us. And so Revelation as a book uh, is a book that was written by the Apostle John, so one of Jesus' closest disciples, the same guy who wrote the book of John and wrote some letters that are called... 1, 2, 3, John, as well. And he wrote uh, this book called Revelation, which was a vision that he had where he kind of had this amazing experience where he got a taste of what things are going to be like in eternity. And some of Revelation is a little tricky to understand. It's kind of a bit of a confusing book, and there's lots of different feelings about is it literal, is it figurative, is it exactly the way that things are going to work, is it just images and that help us understand things. But what we do see as a key theme right throughout Revelation is this beautiful picture of what it looks like for us to live as God's family and for us to live as God's people made fully healed, fully whole, the way that we're supposed to be, experiencing life the way that God designed it to be. And so this is one of a number of snapshots that happened throughout Revelation that we've looked at today. So Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. So this is John saying, After this I looked, so as a part of his vision, he looked, and there was an enormous crowd. No one could count all the people. They were from every race, every tribe, every nation and language. And they stood in front of the throne and of the Lamb, dressed in white robes and holding palm branches in their hands." And so this is a beautiful picture because if you think back to biblical times, the time around Jesus, uh, if you think particularly in Greek culture and think about the Olympic Games, when someone won a race, then they would often be dressed in white robes and there would be palm branches and this sense of hailing someone who was a victor, someone who had won something was also something that was used consistently in jewish festivals so particularly festivals that were about celebrating things they would often wave palm branches and of course for us we're aware of palm sunday all of these people coming out waving palm branches hailing jesus as their king and so when you bring all of those images together hailing someone in terms of someone who's a victor hailing someone who is a king crowning someone celebration rejoicing That's the picture that we get of all of these people from every different background joining together, celebrating who God is and what God has done. But most importantly, verse 10 reminds us of the thing that holds us together. They called out in a loud voice and said, Salvation comes from our God, who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. So salvation is this word that we've talked about before that really means rescue. So being rescued from uh, having to fulfill a whole bunch of laws, being rescued from having to make ourselves right with God, being rescued from the selfishness that we often display and the way that we can treat other people, being rescued from death, being rescued from sadness, being rescued from all of these things, that all comes from God. It's not something that we've done enough to be able to deserve or to earn. It's a gift that God has given. And so all these people come from all these different cultures to celebrate and rejoice together that God's the one who rescues us. God's the one who comes and gives us all of these amazing gifts. And the lamb is an image that's used right throughout Revelation of Jesus as this sacrificial lamb who takes our place and takes everything on himself so that we now no longer have to do everything to make ourselves right with God. Jesus is the one who saves us. Jesus is the one who rescues us. And so Jesus is the one who we crown as the king. And so that's a part of where we're coming from with this series as well, is to say even though we're going to hear from people who come from all different backgrounds and different cultures... The one thing that holds us together is Jesus. That's why we gather together. That's why we meet together, is because of this amazing King Jesus, who we all follow together. So, we're going to start today by hearing from uh, our Fijian friends. So, I'm going to invite Joel and Joe to come down the front. All right. Well, welcome, gentlemen. Good to have you guys here with us today, so we're really, really excited to be able to learn from you. So we're going to start by just, and each week we're going to do this, just getting people to share a little bit about where they're from, uh, because we aren't necessarily all amazing at geography, and so (laughs) being able to have a bit of a sense of where in the world are people from is probably really helpful. So who's going to start us off with this? (laughs) All right, so we do have a map, yes? Yes. To show you now, I should say too before. Uh, so Joe mentioned before the service that apparently we're doing a baptism and christening service today because I spelt their name wrong. So that's my bad. <laughs> so in your teaching notes, there is an opportunity to drop things down, uh, but there is an extra V there. So that's my bad. So, sorry about that.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, you can start now. So
1: thank you. I'd say about uh, maybe twenty or thirty percent of you know that I'm from Fiji already before this service uh, this morning. Um, the island where I came from is uh, circled in blue. Uh, just, I'd say, a bit of a southwest of the main island, of, of level. To those of you who have been to Fiji, there are two main islands in, uh, in Fiji. And, um, yeah, so, the international airport is on the western side of, uh, uh, the main island. From here, to get into the island where I came from, you have to fly from here to Nandi, which will be six, six hours, and then maybe an hour or two in the airport if everything connected. And then you have to drive for about two hours to the bottom of the main island, and from there then you have to catch uh, a pond for about half an hour. Depends. If it's good weather, it'll be an hour. If it's bad weather or bit of a load, then it'll take a bit longer, two or two and a half hours. So what's that? Who can add that out? Two, two. <laughs> maybe maybe, ten, maybe <laughs> 10 hours
0: if everything are connected with your, your transport. Yeah, that's good. So I think we've got <clears throat> another slide as well that kind of shows what, yes, the little boat oh, that you, you would go. catch across, so, yep. yep. All right,
1: that boat. On the left, it's a, a fiberglass boat. Uh, that's uh, the main uh, means of transport from the main island to our island. And if the boat is full, whoever sits on the outside will be wet
2: before <laughs> <they answer>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So I may be walking around here comfortable, but going back to the island, yeah, it's, it's a bit of hassle when you get out of the plane.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
0: All right, and Joel? Tell us a bit about you, where you're from. Yes, um, I'm Joel,
2: and my island is the one with uh, the red circle on it. Uh, uh, Fiji consists of uh, about 330 islands. 35% of those are are without people, so um, we have a lot of land to uh, build uh, tourism and everything like that uh the story of uh, my travel to from Adelaide to fiji six hours and then i 'm a little bit different. Uh, I travel to my island through the capital city Suwa, which is eight um, eight hours of uh, the picture that at the bottom is got a ship and all the cargoes there so um, you you'll be fortunate if you if the boat uh, just travel uh, direct from the Suva wharf because uh, that ship um, actually service uh, four other small islands so you'll spend <laughs> one week just going around that small place <laughs> and then uh, it's a struggle but it's life. Uh, I was born in that island and raised until my dad uh, came to Suva for high school for, um, for, for teaching and then that's where we actually moved to the main city.
0: Yeah, yeah, That's great. And how long have you guys been in Australia?
1: Uh, I've been here for just over 17 years, maybe going into the 18 year mark in uh, January next year. Yep. And um, yeah, and Tim and Sunir, they, they're born here. Yep. And Eleanor, been here six months, a bit shorter than
2: me. Yeah.
0: That's good. And
2: Joe? This is only my second trip to Australia. Our first one was back in uh, 2010 when we uh, came through a a scholarship to pursue a a bachelor's uh, degree. We uh, um, graduated and returned back home to serve the government for six years, and then God has been faithful, gave another scholarship for us to be here again after six years. So this is our second trip, and... What a journey.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you came in January?
2: I came in January and my family joined me in uh, May.
0: Yep, Yep. that's great. So what was the hardest part about leaving Fiji behind? Fiji is where we
2: live. Uh, It's our home, just like uh, you, uh, friends. Uh, You live in Australia your entire life. So you have your family back home. You have the old program going. You have everything, literally... Uh, your roots are being rooted into your land, so it 's always difficult to uh, leave a family behind i 've got you know Fijians have extended families. Uh, you build a small home and then about twenty five people live in it and then that bonded i mean that, that bond is something that we uh, miss uh, but uh, coming over and then we have uh, friends like Joe and his family uh, it 's not totally that we have recovered from our uh, homesick something is better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. Yes.
1: Joe? Hardest thing, living in uh, Fiji.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, like I mentioned before, I came six months before Eleanor mm. uh, uh, came over. So, yeah, living her back there and the family, like Joe mentioned, the extended family. So, everything our life works around extended family. If you can't get Things from your nuclear family, you can always run to the next village or no. the next settlement you get what, what, what you want yeah so that 's something that I missed when I come here yeah um, yeah, so you have people around you yeah to for help and just to comfort you if you come into any problem or any trouble yeah yeah, yeah.
0: that's good. One of the challenges about culture is the reality that, uh, and I've heard it put this way, that culture is like the water that fish swim in. So for a fish, you don't really know what water is because you just swim in it all the time. And so it's just this thing that's there. And all of our cultures, whatever culture it is that we grow up in, it's the same thing. We kind of take it for granted and we don't actually realise that it's there a lot of the time until you step from one culture into another. So as you guys stepped into Australian culture, what was one or two things that uh, really surprised you or some things that you found really hard to adjust to?
1: Uh, Way of life here. Food is not that bad. Sure. uh, (laughs) Because, like, English food, Asian food that we have here, we have them in Fiji as okay, well, yep. and curry, Indian curry. So yep. we have that in Fiji, so that's not a problem. Um, the language, the accent, <laughs> it's a tough one uh, for me to understand Australian and for them to understand me, because when we go to school in Fiji, our English is per word, and we go to the strong T sound and but in here, the T's. Some of the letters are silent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just yeah. drop them because yeah. why bother using ones like, you don't uh, really need. For yeah. example, water.
1: Yeah, water. water yeah. Yeah, exactly. For nice. us, we will say water. water. <laughs> and yeah, little things like that. Yeah. It's hard to communicate. We know we can read, we can explain things, sure. but that accent—that's a bit of a barrier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's good. Yeah. About you, Joel.
1: Yeah, For
2: me, it's a little bit different. Um, it's quite a lot. So the list goes from uh, where the Australians have a uh, shortcut to every word, like breakfast, <laughs> and, <breaking laughs> yeah. and, and some of the expressions, smashing. smashing. No, I just yeah. uh, cannot go. <laughs> and um, uh, Our visit here for for the first visit, the second year it's majority uh, spent in school, so uh, there's a lot of uh, tough decisions to be made in in, um, in forming groups and how we communicate. Yeah. There's always a barrier. Uh, but as for food, I like food. I love Australian food. It's just uh, so good. Um, about the traditions and the cultures of Australia, I I find it very rich and uh, the focus is mainly on the family and there's a lot of things, good things I learned. From the Australian culture, that uh, without your family support, you are nothing. Uh, that is something that I want to cultivate in my children, mm. growing that the unit. The first unit is the one that you should spend time. Um, and then the beauty of Australia is um, the season for everything. I just I just love it because you cannot play soccer in the middle of uh, summer. <laughs> it's going to be hot. You could get exhausted. Like it's it, it's all programmed out from January to December. Like with Fiji, you can play rugby anytime, you can play. It just, um, the way it is just played out before you, mm. it's like an organized society it runs in a sequence, like it's an oil, well oiled machinery that is mm. going from your forefathers until today. Uh, that's something, if I have to take one or two things back, mm. that's one of the things that I positively yeah. need
0: to no, yeah. that's good.
2: And influence back my. My people back home. Yeah,
0: yeah. Of course, we would say the opposite, that the reason you can play rugby at any point through the year in Fiji is because the weather's amazing all of the time <laughs> instead of what we have through the winter. So, And I do know there's been a bit of an adjustment, so the winter's not exactly your favourite time of year for you guys, no? <laughs> I share your pain. Uh, so. We're really, really grateful that you have become a part of our church family. And Joe, obviously for you, you've been around for a long time and very much part of the furniture here, which we're grateful for. But what have we done well as a church to help you kind of become a part of our church family? What are some of the things that we've done that have been useful?
2: Yes. um, uh, Thank you very much, uh, Pastor. Uh, I joined uh, Brooklyn Park because of my first expression, because Joe comes here. So uh, we, well, uh, back in 2010, we lived down south, down Christmas Beach. We, we, we also joined a, a small church there and moving closer to a city because it's close to the university. So I just look for a close uh, uh, church. And then um, what I was expecting is just joining, just joining because of Joe's here. But I've been seeking the Lord. I've been saying, Lord, uh, for, for any church that you've marked for us to go, not only that we will attend, but we will be made use, that we can serve and that my children can sing, whatever that the church has to offer. And we find that, you, uh, honestly speak, you guys are doing a great job in welcoming my family. Now, I cannot say that I'm, um, I'm a visitor. No, <laughs> not at all. I'm, I'm part of you, and you're my family. My family are back home. You guys are my family. And that is uh, uh, something I want to share, that you guys have a strength of uh, of welcoming people. It doesn't take long for me to feel that I'm home. Hmm. First Sunday, the first handshake, your smiles, expresses everything. I think my family will share the same sentiment as I,
0: being welcome here. Yeah, that's great. What about you, Joe? I know it's a while ago now, but (laughs) what do you remember about first? um, Like I said,
1: a bit tough when, I, when we first started here, when we first came here. Uh, I think in October 2001, when we first came here, and then from then on, um, Joyce had been looking after us, been nursing us, and I think that's the main uh, help. And here we are because of Joyce. Sorry, Joyce, I'll have to mention uh, your name uh, this morning. Um, Joyce uh, gave her all for us. I'm sure that's what Jesus won from us. Mm. That's a good sign. She gave her all, and we are here to be part of this family. Yeah. I'm sure if we all be like Joyce, you'll have that many Joes here. Uh, that's my, yeah, I want to share uh, this morning. If Joyce gave uh, her all, I'm sure if we all go out, suburb of Brooklyn Park mm. and further we'll, we'll double up the number we've yeah. got here yes yeah. yeah, he gave her all and we found comfort yep. and we found strength mm. and that's where we know yes this is the direction we're going to go here yeah. so she has us for a few years and then she's done and we stay here we can't leave to go we'll, sure. we'll, we'll stay here no. yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the main help from church there's so many people to mention here, great help, been helping us for so many years, Jill sitting in the back, there's, yeah, Roger, Dave, there's so many, Faye, I can mention here, yeah, so <laughs> they, they, like there's few already left our church
0: who also who have passed on,
1: hmm. yeah, I'm really grateful yeah. to be part no, of this that's
0: Are there some things that we could do better? So I think that's really great for us to be affirmed in that stuff. But are there some things that as you think about, and not even necessarily from your experience, but as you think about what we're talking about in this series, trying to welcome people (coughs) who come from all different backgrounds, are there some things that you think we could give a greater level of attention to so that we can be an even better place for people to find that sense of spiritual family? Um... I'd say the culture barrier, mm-hmm. different cultures. We
1: have to sort of share, you have to understand the cultures. They also need to understand our culture. Yep. We, all, we need to blend into their culture, for them to blend to our culture as well. Sure. Um, secondly, if we are spiritually equipped, then it'll give us the patience to be with them There'll be sometimes what they do is not right for us. That's when there is a, a break. Yep. If we have the patience to, you know, just keep f- following them for a bit, yeah. and then they realise, yeah, there's a gap here that we need to amend. Yeah. So to me, if we have the Holy Spirit with us, we are well equipped. Mm. We'll have that patience to follow them and then
2: bring them in yeah. to yeah. help them
0: come to a. No, that's great. Thanks, Joel. What about you? Uh,
2: I have a little to say on this because uh, I've just received my membership uh, last week, so everything is just perfect for now. Um, uh, in the areas of uh, worship, I think uh, my family has a little bit to contribute to to the edifying of uh, everyone to know how to worship a God because uh, he loves singing, he loves worship, he loves the exaltation to be according to him, so... Uh, we are looking forward to to the uh, commitment of my family to to help us ushered into the presence of God. Yep. Um, the welcome is just amazing. Uh, the smiling people are just fantastic. Right now, uh, for me, um, I. Uh, Reserve all my comments for that. Uh, If I stay a little bit longer for another six years, (laughs) maybe I can have a say on how to improve
0: on that. But Brooklyn Park, 100%. I love you all. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) One of the things that I would throw in then, seeing as you're being too polite, is (laughs) recognising, I think, what you said before about language is a really, really good thing for us to recognise. That, again, for us... We just take it for granted that everyone can understand us because we can pretty much understand each other. But having lived in Canada, (laughs) it was shocking for the first at least six months how many words that we said, which we then realised by the blank faces that we got, that they had no clue what we were even talking about. So when people come from other places, there's an element for us where we struggle a little bit sometimes to understand their accents and to understand some of the terms they're using, it's good for us to recognise that they're probably going through exactly the same stuff with us and potentially then some because they've tried really hard to learn English and so (laughs) there's a level of kind of really digging in around that. For us, we just kind of take it for granted. They should understand us. We talk really fast. We mumble a lot. We do shorten a lot of terms, and so I think being really, really conscious of that, that as people do connect with us, particularly if they're from another culture, um, being able to say, if I'm having trouble understanding them, they're probably having an equal amount or more trouble understanding me as well, and so how do we have that patience then to stick with them, to continue the conversations, to make sure that we are on the same page and we're talking about the same things, so it's really great. So one of the things I wanted to do with this series as well is to say it's not just learning about culture stuff but also learning about what's happening in some people's lives and something I'm very passionate about is us hearing each other's stories and particularly within that hearing a little bit about what God's been challenging us about or working on with us. So Joel is going to share uh, a little bit for us. So do you want to start with the Bible reading and then get into what you're going to share? So, uh, I asked Joel when we spoke about which translation he would like to use um, for his Bible reading, and so uh, this is the one that I ended up finding, so hopefully that'll be alright for you. <laughs> Not really, so we, uh, I did get the English version as well, but that when, we're, when we were chatting, they jokingly said, oh, the Fijian version, obviously, so I thought I'd put that up, uh, but... None of us would have a clue what you're talking about, so we'll and stick with the English one. And, and our language too
2: is so unfortunate that uh, that much English
0: is... That's true, that yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if you just go back that one slide, Tim, so yeah, that's, that's one verse, So and if you go to the next slide, that's what it is in English, so yeah, and and that's actually a smaller font, the Fijian one, because I couldn't fit it on one slide, so it's very true, it was like a whole big page, so, thanks, Joel. Let's uh, hear a bit from you. Thank you.
2: The, um, uh, the verse that uh, challenges me and my family uh, coming over is Matthew chapter six. Uh, start reading from the, the verse uh, twenty-five up to thirty-four. Um, I will. I will just start with a small testimony. Uh, when we receive a call in back in two thousand ten about our scholarship, I. Um, I was elated because it was ten years uh, with five interviews to come over to get a scholarship. I was uh, uh, unsuccessful and then on the on the tenth year I got it and then um, I asked myself, uh, Lord, uh, what is my purpose of coming to to Australia? Is this just purely uh, to further studies or do you have something uh, that goes with it uh, in the areas of building my spiritual work with the Lord and also developing my children, both educational and their uh, sp- uh, spiritual work too. And then um, I chose to shun whatever that I received. Uh, this is back in 2010. And we lived so far away from the community, not being able to, go to, uh, to uh, actively uh, connect to the church. And then with, with those three years, I went back with a degree. I was really happy. But I find, after just going through uh, my debriefs, and I find that I lack something that I uh, that I was supposed to do, which is actively uh, carrying the word word of God to uh, to the locals, to the community, to the unfortunate. So uh, when we got a call again uh, at the beginning of this year that we are going to come to Australia, again I seek Him, Lord. If this is going to be the second time around, though, so. Use me, use my children now, who can now sing better than me now and my wife. <laughs> and then, uh, that is one of the second things, is to, the first thing is to seek him earnestly. So, um, as we all know that living a uh, country, you leave behind uh, all your connections, everything, your dad and your mom and your grandfather, your entire family. So, it's going to be between you and how good you know your God. And And um, just like Abraham, when he went to uh, a place that is not known of him, he left his father, he left his entire family. He went to where God wanted him to to go to. So um, in Matthew uh, chapter 6, 25 to 34, this is why I tell you, do not be worried about the food and the drink you need in order to stay alive. Or about clothes for your body. After all, isn't life worth more than food? And isn't the body worth more than clothes? And the next, next verse, Look at the birds. They do not plant seeds. Gather a harvest and put it in the barns. Yet your Father in heaven talks about, takes care of them. Aren't you worth more and much more than birds? Can any of you live a bit longer by worrying about it? And why worry about clothes? Look how the wildflowers grow. They do not work and make clothes for themselves, but I tell you that not even King Solomon, with all his wealth, had clothes as beautiful as one of these flowers. And it is God who clo- who clothes the wild grass, a grass that is here today and gone tomorrow, burned up in the oven. Won't He be all the more sure to clothe you, what little faith you have? So do not start worrying. Where where will my food come from, or my drink, or my clothes? These are the things the pagans are always concerned about. Your Father in heaven knows that you need all these things. Instead, the the concern about everything else with the kingdom of God is what he requires of you, and he will provide you with all these other things. So do not worry about tomorrow. It will have enough worries of its own. There is no need to add to the troubles each day brings. Amen. That is the verse, verse 33, that actually drove me, is to seek his righteousness. Seek when, um, when I dwelt before the Lord and I said, oh, Lord, what does uh, seek mean? Seek, S-E-E-K. And then uh, it clearly uh, dawned on me that, that a shepherd left 99 sheep and went for the one and then he placed it in my heart and said that's the way you should seek me seek me continuously and I uh, when pastor asked me to share something today and then there are so many verses that are actually connected to the verse to this verse is for you to seek the kingdom of God kingdom, uh, the kingdom of God to me is like uh, another translation into my, my, my uh, uh, personal spiritual walk is seeking the leadership of god seeking the guidance of god and when you do that first then everything shall be added to you we are here for studies for the next uh, one year or so i was just saying to pastor that i will seek him because everything will be added to it everything else will be added my degree will be added to me my family will be added to me my well-being, my family's well-being, my wife's well-being will be added to me. I went back to Fiji at the, at the start of the term, of the semester, because my wife was, was um, admitted into the hospital. And I went back, I, I was just, I was really touched that, um, that she didn't show any signs of, of sickness when we, were, when we were talking with her, the messenger. And then, and then suddenly, and then I told Ruth, Ruth, just step away from your mother and then I saw the, uh, the equipment, the hospital and then I just off the messenger and then I prayed and I said Lord uh, this is a breakthrough for us to come and this has happened to my wife my wife was really really sick so I left Joe I told Joe that I'm going to go back and it not stir my faith in Christ I said Lord you called me to be in Australia in 2018 to 2019 I'll be there it doesn't matter what happened, whatever happens to me or to my wife. You have called me and my family to be here in this season. So for me and my family, the commitment to, to the work of Christ for 2018 and 2019 is based from our, our faith in Matthew chapter 6, verses 33. Seeking earnestly of the kingdom of God in his leadership, in his word, and then everything Will be added to us. That's great.
0: Thank you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. We are unbelievably grateful that God has brought you into our community. It always blows my mind when I think about just the percentage chances of things working out. And I think about um, yeah, where you could have landed anywhere in the world to study, and then anywhere in Australia, and then anywhere in Adelaide, and then for us to be able to be in the same space at the same time during this season is just astounding. And we're so grateful for both of you and for your families and uh, for all that you give into our community and uh, all that you are for us. Um, One thing that I've been meaning to mention for the last couple of weeks is that uh, many of you know we started a youth group last year, which has been going really, really well. But we've been really desperate to find some people to help me lead it because I'm really old and I don't want to do it. (laughs) So (coughs) uh, we've been praying for a long time that some leaders would come along. And that we'd be able to connect with the right people. Um, and so, starting this term, starting at the start of term three, I've been meeting with Ruth and Raquel, who are Joel and Colleen's kids, um, and with Tim, Joe's kid, and with Josh our kid, Uh, at six o'clock on Wednesday nights. And so we have dinner together and we do some youth leadership training stuff. Um, And then they've been starting to lead some of the games and they're starting to take over some of the leadership. And so that's really, really awesome. And so, and I also know how much you have appreciated Ruth and Raquel leading our services as they've done a couple of times already. And we're looking forward to more of that. We know you guys are keen to get involved. Um, And we know the Kabasis have been involved in a lot of stuff over the years. And so we're really, really grateful that God has brought you and your gifts into our community and that you're willing to make that a priority and to say yes this is our spiritual family this is our spiritual home and so we want to be a part of everything that's coming so we're really grateful that you're here and looking forward to the ways that God continues to use you and to challenge us um, through you in the days and weeks ahead so yeah so I'm going to pray and thank God for these guys and then we'll wrap up God we thank you that you are the God of the universe ...and that you are the God of all cultures, that uh, all cultures end up some way or another having you at the centre of who they are. And uh, there's all sorts of different ways and all sorts of different stories that bring that out. Um, But we're really, really grateful for you, Jesus, and the way that as we've focused on through this service, you are the one who unites us. You're the one who brings us together. Uh, You're the one who helps us to find that sense of common language and that sense of common purpose that enables us to be spiritual family and uh, to move forward together. And so we're really grateful for these guys and for their families. We're grateful that you have brought them to us. We're grateful for the Kavarsis and uh, the fact that they've been a part of our church family for so long and the things that we've been able to celebrate with them, the milestones that they've gone through, um, and to be able to be there and to support them during the difficult times as well. And uh, we look forward to continuing to be able to be a part of their journey and a part of the journey of their kids um, as we continue to move forward. And we're really grateful that you brought the Israel family to us as well. And just for the, yeah, the amazing connection and the amazing sense of common heart that uh, we've had right from when they very first started coming. And for the huge gift that they are to our community, um, the gifts that they bring, the passions that they've got, the heart that they've got. And uh, above everything else, we're grateful for exactly what Joel shared, that heart that they've got to seek you above everything else that I know in the conversations I've had with both of them and with their families um, that's so ingrained into who they are that they want to set their priorities um, and set their purpose most of all around you and what it is that you're calling them to do and they're really open about that to say God wherever you can use us the best wherever you want to take us we're open to go there and so I pray that you would continue uh, to help them to have clarity about what that looks like, continue to help them to understand where it is that you're leading them, where they have opportunities to make a difference, um, in our church, but in all of the different circles in which, uh, they work and the schools that they go to, all the different places that they are, um, help them to continue to have an impact in those spaces. Today, we're very conscious that Colleen can't be with us and, uh, we know that she's up north working, so we thank you for the gift that that is, because that's been an important thing for them, uh, for her to be able to find some work Um, but we know that that's going to be a challenge for them as she uh, does those shifts where she's up there for a season and then back and then up and then back and so again we pray that you would hold them together as a family that you'd protect them that you would help them to stay uh, connected But we also know that their prayer is that you would help her to find something that is more local. And so we ask that you would provide in the right timing around that um, for exactly the right position for her to be able to get established in uh, the places that she can make the biggest difference to. And so we are incredibly grateful that we get to be brothers and sisters together together who get to journey together, following you together, Jesus. And so um, we look forward to the continued journey that's ahead of us and all the things that you're going to teach us uh, in the months and years ahead. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's give these guys a hand. Thank you, gentlemen. You can lay down. That's all all right.